Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern that was pulled over on the highway to the danger zone, codename Legion Cub. And we're here to talk about G.I. Joe. Uh, you can follow us, uh, Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram, where every single Monday you can find, or every single Monday that we do a live stream, which is every other Monday, uh, you can find a post that says sound off and you can tell us what you want to hear us talk about. So Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram, go follow that right now. And outside of sound off, you can always shoot us a message telling us what you want to hear about, what you think is interesting about G.I. Joe. Uh, we're always open for suggestions as far as topics of conversation or or anything gi joe related that you want to see uh and on twitter we're at gi joe audible so this is the needless things youtube channel you can find many many different toy reviews here throughout the week uh gi joe toy reviews going up uh anytime gi joe stuff comes off uh comes out a sky striker review will be coming very very soon Unfortunately, only one third of us has received their Sky Striker as of yet, but we'll talk about that later. Two, two, oh, you both have it? I, I just yeah, showed you I the box. Mine. Yeah, mine oh, showed thought... up on yesterday. Oh, remember? No, I thought you had already had yours. That's right. So I do not have the guy that makes a living doing toy reviews, which, by the way, not even close, <laughs> is the last one to get the freaking Sky Striker. Hey, also, the guy that is you were the first uh, one to order of the three of us, too, because both yeah, of us that's were right. pretty last minute. Yeah, I was Son the last. gun. <laughs> well, I'm waiting on that, and I'm waiting. My Fortress of Fangs is still in St. Paul. By the way, for, for the people watching, just because I found an incredible price on it, I bought a Fortress of Fangs off Mercari. If you don't know about it, go look it up. Uh, and it's coming from San Antonio to Georgia by way of St. Paul, Minnesota. Thanks, USPS. Good job. Uh, all right, uh, shirts. You can see I'm wearing an Audible Interlude podcast shirt, but look at this gorgeous blue color, uh, blue like the sky that the Sky Striker would be in. Uh, Audible Interlude podcast shirts are available in many different styles, colors, sizes, men's, women's, whatever fit you need. Uh, they're sales all the time. So when you're following Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram, uh, if you go to the pinned stories, the link's there to buy the shirts. Uh, or just, well, anytime there's a sale, I try and put up, uh, links to let everybody know you can go get a audible interlude shirt for a pretty decent price and help support the show, uh, by wearing it out in public. That's how you support the show. Uh, all right. We got some news, fellas. Do we want to talk about some GI Joe news? Yeah. That's why we're here. You know what? I'm, I'm going to real quick though, before we get into the news, I've got a good bit of Mountain Dew pitch black to finish off left over from Saturday <laughs> night from the greatest uh, Royal Rumble match I've ever seen in my life. You should have put on the black lights to broadcast. I should have. Uh. I should have put on the black lights and had like a Cobra uh, emblem painted in, in uh light rea UV reactive paint on my face. <laughs> who, who am I to overlook a gimmick? That's out of character for me. All right. So. We saw, I think everybody pretty much buys that this is real now, A the box, which is pretty advanced in the <clears> process <throat> for a leak, uh, for a Python Patrol Crimson Guard in the Classified series, 
uh, that popped up on Facebook and it looks pretty legit and it does support something that we had discussed a couple of months ago that the first wave of Tiger Force and Python Patrol was delayed for so long. Then the second wave really came out a little bit later than it was supposed to. So the fact that they backed up two waves means it's entirely feasible that a third wave is ready to drop any day now. Like fully produced, ready to go, just hasn't been announced. Uh, the Crimson Guard totally makes sense. It's one we had talked about as being hideously ugly and yet unavoidably toyetic. But who might go along with him? Because I, I would imagine two Joes probably would accompany him. We've yeah, talked before got, about who's available. Who do you think's likely? You know, you got your Flint, you got your Spirit. Um, oh, no, sorry, Spirit would have been Marauders. So I'm sure he'll come out later for that. Um, yeah, who else is, I guess, Dusty? So you could do a Flint and a Dusty repaint easily. Yeah. For uh, what if What if they busted out a real surprise, though? And we got, you know, just like they did with Bazooka and Rakondo, uh, we get a character that hasn't even been announced in Tiger Force, like Tripwire. Or, well, Tripwire has been announced, though, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, so, but, yeah, but, could... but still, even if he's been announced, what if the Tiger Force one is the one that we're getting before? I don't know. That's I what don't I'm think saying. We're getting a new sculpt without some sort of advance notice. The well, way but, things have been but working. But if it's Tripwire, we got advance notice. It's true. He was mm -hmm. announced as a pipeline reveal. They didn't say what version of Tripwire. Uh, roadblock, another pretty easy pick, but yep. good gosh, we've got a lot of roadblocks. Yep. Tiger Force Shipwreck. The, the, I, well, yeah, you're right. Shipwreck. Absolutely. Uh, roadblock is. As much as I don't necessarily want another one, there is some appeal to that because that tiger stripe helmet and the possibility he might come with one of Serpentor's guns. Because uh, one of those air chariot guns would absolutely be appropriate for roadblock. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's that's an interesting thought, too. But whatever the case, uh, we do know now that the next live stream is going to be in February. Uh, chances are the day after our next live stream, <laughs> because that's how Hasbro rolls. <laughs> Uh, and we'll find out more then. Uh, let's see here. We got some folks in the chat. Uh, Craig Dukas, they must be shipping by, by by last name. Sorry, Mr. West. I, right? That's that my well, no, but Mr. Wood would be behind me. That <laughs> and mine was even... the one that was supposed to arrive on Saturday, and then I got a delay, and it wound up arriving today. Yeah, about two hours ago. And mine uh, wasn't see. supposed to show up until tomorrow. But showed up yesterday yeah mine was originally wednesday but well when when i got my shipping notice it said arriving early on tuesday originally scheduled for wednesday but i never got anything saying wednesday that was just the first notice that i got uh but whatever it'll be here tomorrow i will uh manage to do an epic unboxing video because this is going to be a big one. I don't even know how I'm going to stage this exactly. So sometime around my morning walk and my dentist appointment, I'm going to have to figure out how this is going to work. I guess I'll do it like my Razor Crest review. But uh, we got some uh, the chat people. Thor Golden Cub. I've been seeing blue gung hoes showing up in Walmart. Not mine yet though. Yeah, I've seen everything now. I've seen yep. uh, Destro gung ho. Obviously, Lady J and Baroness. We already know they were showing up a long time ago. Uh, 
So yeah, the, all of that seems to be hitting Walmart now. So that's good. That's part of that boondoggle cleared up. Although now uh, we've got Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, Crimson Garden, Zartan with, no, uh, I think a couple of like internet sightings, like people in Europe might've gotten them or something, but certainly not any kind of, you know, wide distribution of those. And uh, apparently the um, the latest snake eyes with the white timber is showing up in stores too, because someone yeah. sent me a message saying, Hey, do you have this yet? Oh, I've, I've seen that in every target I've been to in the last week. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's been very common. Matter of fact, I even, I even saw it in a couple of Walmarts and that's really shocking to see new products in a Walmart. Yeah. That's where it was uh, spotted was in a Walmart. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Okay. I saw croc, a bunch of croc masters at a target last week mm-hmm. as well. So he's starting to distribute there as well. So stuff, stuff is hitting. Yep. Uh, Rich Murphy, how is it that we have seen a box for the Python Patrol Crimson Guard a week ago and there's no figure images? My guess is that just it was a digital file, a picture of the box that got leaked from a retailer listing or something like that. Uh, And that it it just wasn't a, a figure picture available. But again, it was a leak. So it may not be real. It may just be really good Photoshop work, but it, it but who's Photoshopping? I'm hoping, that of all right, right. <laughs> who, who thinks they're going to get enough internet stroke off of a Photoshopped <laughs> Python patrol crimson guard box to fake that out? I don't know. Uh, uh, Tommy throwback favorite. One of the newer live action GI Joe movies that came out. Uh, me personally, uh, rise of Cobra. Sorry. Hey guys. I like it snake okay. eyes okay yeah i like retaliation well there you go <laughs> one of each we're, we're a we're a neapolitan blend of gi <laughs> joe live action movie flavors retaliation has one of my favorite scenes in all of gi joe the mountain like silent temple yeah and that, and that is incredible uh real right. quick shout out to uh thor golden cup for the super chat awesome oh nice i didn't even yeah, it's further yeah. up. It's further up. And uh hey, thank you. Craig Dukas, best part of Monday night right here. Ain't that the truth? Oh, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of chat that I, I missed. Thor Golden Cup, thank you so much. You are awesome. Tommy Throwback, let's open this Sky Striker live now. Absolutely not, <laughs> because <laughs> it's going to take more than an hour just to open that thing up. Uh all right. So Christian. Yes. I, here I have to explain something. Since I am going to be doing a fairly intensive, exhaustive unboxing and review of the Sky Striker, it is very important to me when I do my toy reviews that I'm providing my initial reaction that everything is organic and legit. Like when I open the box up, I'm seeing it for the first time. I'm really like, I want to get that reaction across to the viewer. So when I'm waiting for something to arrive, I don't watch other unboxing videos i don't i've said before in my video reviews i barely even look at like if it's a product i know i want i barely even look at the listing to know what it comes with i just don't want to see anything until it's in front of me the same thing with like movies i don't want to watch trailers i just want to i want to enjoy it as it is as it comes to me so I'm not even looking at pictures that people are putting up of the Sky Striker online. I would not watch the HasLab streaming video. Now I will once I've done my review, but I I won't, I won't watch it until I've done my unboxing. 
but you did in the interest yes. of providing the news for the people. Do you want to run that thing down? I do. Um, so Emily and Lenny did, let me did an unboxing. It's a 45 minute video. Um, which is pretty awesome. I did not, yeah. expect, I thought it would be like super cut to pieces, like 15 minute. I thought so too. And the, and I'm within the first few minutes, it made me miss the lives that they do because they do have such good chemistry. Um, so basically they wanted to walk you through the whole process. You know, they started with the shipping box. Um, I don't want to give away too, too much here just to drive <laughs> Dave crazy. Um, a couple of things. I don't think I'm giving away anything too surprising. Uh, but like they said, you know, they, one of the things that drives them crazy is when you have a box inside a shipping box that is, you know, fits just oh so perfect. And you have to do the shake, 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 shake in order sure. to get it out. So they actually put a piece underneath the Sky Striker box with handles. So you can just oh so nicely lift it up and out. Oh, nice. Um, so then they they literally walk you through everything that comes in the box, taking it out. There are a lot of surprises. These may be things that they talked about um, in updates. I've just forgotten. Um, but I will say that the boxes that the extra pieces come in, you don't want to get rid of them. There's a little something special about them. Um, <clears throat> the amount of detail that they put in this Sky Striker, there are, as I was watching it, I was remembering what it was like the Christmas morning when we got ours. Yeah. And those memories were coming back so solidly clear. And as I was seeing that Sky Striker, it was making me realize, oh, they updated that piece. Oh, they updated that piece. Like, this is not just a straight up remold of the original Sky Striker. This is a new build. Um, the So about 25 minutes in, right around the halfway point, is when they're like, hey, let's talk classifieds. Um, so they did drop the bombshell on us that they are going to be putting out a Joe Soldier three-pack. Oh, so they did specify three-pack. Yeah, they did specify okay. that it's a three-pack. Okay. And as you have always said, they don't they don't say things just on a whim. They say things, there's some nugget of truth in there to keep an eye out. And Lemmy specifically said land and air. He didn't say land, sea, and air, right. which is how the song goes. He said, oh, they have to be battle ready for land and air. So when I think about what accessories these may come with, I'm thinking it's, it's going to be... I don't know. I it, my gut is we may be getting some some paratroopers. 
Well, I would but, I would love to have a jump in there. I, I think if you could throw in uh, the jump jet pack, that would be great. The land and air reference, I believe, is the description that was on the 2008 Joe Troop Builder box set. Mm, uh, it's okay. also it's also the theme song itself, "Fighting for Freedom over Land and Air." They don't mention no, sea. no, they do. Land and sea and air is well. In that, the uh, that, that's in the in the movie version. But in the regular oh. TV theme, it just says fighting for freedom over land and air. Oh, you're oh, right. You're right. Okay. Well, the version that I have on my Amazon is movie because that's what I've been singing for yeah. years and years. Darn. Um, um, then they dropped the news about Agent Helix. Which is great. And one that amazing. I've been calling for as long as we've been doing this show. Yep. Yes. And they they even mentioned like, you know, they want to be able to branch out and bring other characters from the G.I. Joe mythos into classified. Um, and to me, it made perfect sense. Um, so then they finished putting the Sky Striker together. They didn't open any of the figures. I mean, they showed them to you. They showed you the, you know, the card backs and all that. Um, I will say the cards are definitely nicer than the cards that the uh classified retro figures low bar come on i know i know <laughs> or, or even the the three and three quarter inch retro figures because they also have yeah. the crappy cards yeah yeah um but i i think everyone that got it you're going to be so very pleasantly surprised when you're opening it it's going to be a centerpiece to your joe collection um you know some of the things they they were definitely uh amused the sound that the landing gear makes when you push the knob it was a very audible you know ka-chunk oh um, nice so that was they were like two little kids just let's do that again do well, it again there's something so satisfying about an audible toy mechanism mm -hmm. like yes. if it's just silent and does its thing it's like oh well that's neat but if there's a a real like gears locking into place i mean yeah. that's that's a special kind of a feeling yeah and and they're they put details into pieces that aren't going to be seen and right. i i know that seems silly but that's that's that sort of attention to detail that I really like in my toy lines. Um, well, and that just speaks to like uh, taking pride in your work and 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 also just having a certain amount of job satisfaction. The engineers yeah. who put this thing together, you know, looking at if it's the back of the inside of the cockpit, and they're like, "Well, this is behind the seat; nobody's going to see it." But I know it's there, and I don't want our I don't want our beautiful sculpt to just cut off at this right. point. I want it to continue back, even if, you know, nobody knows about it. Yeah. So the, the biggest thing that they kept driving home, and it sort of ties into what you were just saying, um, because there are certain, there are certain things that they took into consideration when sculpting or I got it. I got to stop you, Christian. Oh, Sorry. Because not only has Fred Braca, the head Rocca, joined us in this chat for the first time, but he has jumped in here with a little super chat. Thank you so oh, much, wow. Fred, a.k.a. Cornelius McGillicuddy. Uh, good to have you here, buddy. Awesome. Genesis of McGillicuddy is here. And <laughs> Welcome well, and, to the fun. And just real quick, since I'm in the comments anyway, yep. 
uh we we got to run through some stuff rich murphy how is it that we oh we, we already talked about that one um let's see yorktown joe how likely will it be to receive classified python patrol televiper and whichever python patrol guy uh all in black with yellow gloves and camo trim i think it was the the in the original line i'm i'm guessing you're talking about the officer in the original line but he'll be the trooper in this line i mean i think it's a given now i'll be very interested to see how they get deco onto the web gear i feel like that's going to be kind of tricky and i don't know quite how they'll execute that uh but i mean i feel like we'll probably see that figure in the televiper I mean, we already know we're getting the televiper with the flight pod. So I, I would, matter of fact, I would love to see Python Patrol flight pod with a televiper. <laughs> that would be killer. Oh yeah, I'd I mean, be down why with not? that. Yeah, I mean that that's Python Patrol really is the vehicles are kind of the drawing point for those. So right, you're not going to get a lot, but if you get one in there, even though they never did a trouble bubble in Python Patrol colors before, that's a good one to use since you've got a televiper. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's a solid call. Uh, let's see. Like all the Joe movies for different reasons. I, I'm in the same boat. Like I, I'm, everybody knows I'm a sucker for GI Joe in general. I can find something to appreciate about almost anything that's GI Joe. I even enjoyed that Deke episode to a certain extent that we reviewed on last week's episode. Like if it's GI Joe, I'm going to get something out of it. Uh Let's see. Where are we? Where are we? We're gonna get caught up. Did you guys find the Haslab Sky Striker underwhelming? Oh, uh, well, I don't have it yet. And these two guys, I don't have either one of you opened it yet. I just no, opened the outer box. To. That's all I So I've yeah, done. none of us have opened it yet. We'll find out. And like I said, the review will be right here on the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, if I can get it all done, it'll be up Wednesday. Uh, at the very latest, it'll be up Thursday of this week. And as it says, um, please open form side. Yes, please open form side. So there's a form on there that you have to sign uh, where you agree you're not going to post pics of the quality control issues uh, on social media. I'm kidding. Ha ha ha. <laughs> oh, my heart stopped for a second. <laughs> Just a little joke. Uh, all right. Uh, if you pay close attention to the opening sequence of the movie, there's at least six Cobra KIA killed in action. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's probably accurate. I believe that. Uh, all right. So, uh, okay. to, to wrap up. <clears throat> yeah. So, lastly, the thing um, they kept mentioning these are toys. They are meant to be played with, open them, and enjoy them. And what got, and there are parts of what they were showing on there is, you know, there are parts of the Sky Striker that they sculpted or made removable because they were thinking when you have your play pattern, when you're trying to do certain things with figures will, you know, does it make it easier if you get this piece out of the way sort of thing. But that that stuck with me the whole rest of the, the day, you know. No, um, no judging to the folks that are mint in box collectors. Um, I have some stuff that absolutely the display boxes are so awesome. I leave them in it, but I would say 90% of everything I, you know, of my collection as a whole, um, I open and I play with. So it was really cool to have them remind people that this yeah. is meant to be fun. And and look, 
I get it though, especially with this vintage style stuff. When you see that box that's so reminiscent of what you would walk into Lionel Playworld and see or service merchandise or whatever back in the 80s, that box is just gorgeous and the temptation is there. Oh, I just want to leave it pristine and untouched. But here's the wonderful thing is you can take that Sky Striker out of that box, close that box back up and put it on your shelf behind <laughs> your Sky Striker and get the full effect and also have an awesome toy to play with. The problem I'm going to have you're going to need uh, a very deep shelf, by the way, if you want to do that. But uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's got to be true. Um, problem I'm going to have is the figures. I don't know if I'm keeping everything. I don't know if I'm going to open. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with the figures. But like I said, tune in uh, either Wednesday or Thursday to the Needless Things YouTube channel and find out. Uh, all right, where are we? It is 8.25. We have covered our Sky Striker unboxing notes. I think we are going to go straight to our sound off segment. Uh, if you're new here, every live stream, we have a segment called Sound Off, where you can go to Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram, uh, find the image that says Sound Off, and tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about. This week, we got tons of responses so chances are this is going to be most of the rest of the show although we do have joe and tell for the end of the show uh but i think it's time are you guys ready to just get into these sound offs yes all right uh so we actually have something a little different to start this week uh we have a sound off from spotify if you listen to the podcast on spotify and use the spotify app uh every week and this includes our regular audio episodes uh, you'll have the opportunity to tell us what you thought of the episode. Uh, so you can either give us something you want us to talk about, give us a suggestion, say, hey, Dave, for the last two weeks, your voice sounded terrible. What was the problem? And I'll tell you, oh, because my computer selected my camera microphone instead of my headset microphone, which, by the way, that's what happened there. Uh, any kind of input like that, if you're listening on Spotify, you can go in the app and give us uh, some feedback there. So from KB Shaw on Spotify, great episode. I think Slaughter's T should be Brawn and the Havoc should be Optimus Prime. Obviously, this is referencing the rumor we addressed of Sergeant Slaughter and a Triple T Transformer crossover box set. Uh, while my, my personal favorite pick for Sla Sergeant Slaughter's Triple T is Cup. I realize that's very, very unlikely. I think Ironhide is probably the most likely, but I really do like Braun as a suggestion. Yeah, we yeah. didn't think of that. And he makes sense. Like you could almost see his shape mm -hmm. in the triple T. Like as far as that sort of boxy head with the like, I can picture that working. Uh so not not a bad suggestion. And then the havoc being Optimus Prime. I still like the APC for Optimus Prime. But the Havoc, I mean, there's a lot of talk about the Havoc. Uh, classified HasLab Havoc would be great. A Transformers crossover Havoc would be great. But if there was going to be a Havoc, who, who would it be for you guys? Who would be a good candidate? Because I don't feel like it would be Prime. Although I, if, if they did that, I wouldn't be like, no, it shouldn't have been him. It'd be fine. <laughs> but he wouldn't be my first choice. I mean, it's it's an odd choice, but my first instinct was to say Omega Supreme, which 
I mean, it's oh. not quite big enough, but it is, you know, Omega Supreme was a, a treaded vehicle and a flying vehicle altogether. And you get that with the Havoc. Um, so I don't know. That was the first thing that popped into my head. What about Ultra Magnus? Yeah. Because Ultra didn't Ultra Magnus have like big cannons that go mm-hmm. on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. So those yep. Havoc cannons could be Ultra Magnus's cannons. I don't know. Interesting, interesting thought. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, because obviously we're going to be doing a lot of speculating about Transformers crossovers uh, in the coming months. Yeah, because now I'm thinking I just want to skip the Havoc altogether. And can we get to the Defiant and give me Skylinks? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's go right for the big stuff. Absolutely. (laughs) Why not? That'll cost more than my car. That right. That would be amazing, but yeah, I don't think. I, well, well, heck, let's just release a, a Metroplex USS flag while we're at it. <laughs> or the what was the uh, in Robotech? What was oh the, the SDF one? Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll we'll just do an SDF one USS flag <laughs> thing situation. It's practically the same shape. I, right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, getting into our Instagram sound offs podcast from the pit what's up guys everybody check out the podcast from the pit podcast our pal casey awesome guy uh with us usually every week i don't know if he's here this week though uh i would love to know what are some deep cut joes or cobras you would love to see get made in classified so for me until recently a deep cut cobra i would have called for was shadow tracker but you can't call for i mean honestly i don't i don't know that the joe team the the hasbro joe team is really looking at anything as too much of a deep cut christian you're our deep cut expert what i was gonna say i feel like every time i open my mouth right deep cut here out of all of the insane things that you've brought up over the the months (laughs) here what what would you most like to see as like a I'm. I still have to stick with my classified version of Eagle Eye Joe. Yeah, I, and I really like that one too. <laughs> I'm not going to give it up until I get that. That would be a great exclusive. I mean, it really would. Think about the opportunity to like have the swap out heads, like you were saying, and like like that would be cool. Uh, I'm going to go with one that I I don't know if it's much of a deep cut, but it's certainly something that would require a certain type of consumer to buy. And, and I've mentioned it before. The uh, I'd still like to see the listen and fun tripwire. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. which is I mean that's very plausible because you want right. to get as much mileage out of these molds as possible. Absolutely, and and look, do it up, do again, make it some kind of pulse exclusive or whatever, and make it come with a flash drive with a newly recorded version. You know, include the book, like do it up, do a really cool special package. And I think anybody who might be, oh, that tripwire is really ugly, would be kind of won over by the extras that that come with it. Anyone who says that tripwire is really ugly better not have a single Slaughter's Marauders figure in their collection, or their I, you know argument what? is invalid. As, as as much as I don't love the Slaughter's Marauders colors, I've got to say I think Listen and Fun Tripwire stands out as particularly heinous. Uh, offense against the corneas 
Noel, you got a deep cut you think would be great? Well, I know we, we've we gone over this a few times. I think some of my favorites that I remember picking out when we, we talked about this before. Um, I do want a, a, a Dr. Link Talbot uh, classified figure. Yeah. Um, you know, just one of those, you, you, you need a, you need an animal wrangler. Now you got all these animals hanging around GI Joe. Well, um, we need, we need more animals in classified before that's, we, we got a couple coming. Um, and then, uh, it's not a Cobra, but I I'm dying for an iron claw to be released. As oh a classified yeah. Figure. It's one yeah, of my hundred percent, one of my favorite designs from all of GI Joe and it's from GI Joe extreme, but, and they, they did it in the 25th line. So it's not unusual for them to, to redo that one. So yeah, give me a, give me a classified iron claw. Well, and I love, uh, you know, one of the, we've talked about before the, what super seven is doing and releasing things like red laser and, and this, that wacky blue snake eyes and things like that. Like, even if it's just a repaint, you know, get wacky, get creative with the packaging. Give us, mm-hmm. if if you do Iron Claw, sure, it'll be cool to see him in classified, do him in your standard classified packaging, whatever you want to do. Uh, but then release one in like G.I. Joe Extreme packaging in original, because you know if they do him, he's probably going to be in like a little different colors just for classified sake to streamline him with the rest of the line, but do him in those original GI Joe extreme colors, maybe even, uh, well, he didn't have any of the like torn scarves or armbands or whatever that the rest of the line had. I was thinking make him a little more, or, but you totally could because stalker didn't come with the scarf thing originally that they gave him in classifieds. So it's all about, building them up to the best they can be in the I, most I would, 90s they can be that's what i would like i would like them to lean into more well, well like profit director destro like lean a little bit more into some of the wacky stuff but make it fan channel exclusives or pulse exclusives like things like that like with wild colors or different things and i'm not saying that those shouldn't be in the regular line, but I would like to see like special packaging executions and things where, where they really do get crazy with it because that's the kind of stuff that stands out and kind of keeps the line exciting. Like as great as classified is, I like the the drops like Mindbender and Serpentor and and I've got actually I got more to say about them, but that'll be on a later episode. What do you think our likelihood of ever getting a Roddy Piper in the classified line would be? Uh I believe from Lenny's perspective, Roddy Piper is part of G.I. Joe toy canon. Uh, even though he was a convention. What, what was what was he? I don't even remember. Yeah, what, he was, was convention he exclusive for the Joe Con that was here in Atlanta. Okay. Okay. So even though he was a convention exclusive, uh, I, I do think that Lenny looks at that as a thing, mainly on possibly only because like, yes, it's Roddy, Roddy Piper and GI Joe. And that's awesome. Uh, but I think you run into issues when somebody has any kind of deal with Mattel, which Piper still has a legends or Piper's estate still has a legends deal with Mattel. So, I don't know how tricky that is. Things are different now where, I mean, Andre the Giant, literally every toy company on earth is making Andre the Giant figures. So including Mattel. Mm -hmm. 
So they're different deals for different, you know, personalities. Uh, so I, I don't know. I would love to see it. But honestly, to, to go back to something we've talked about tons of times on the show before that, I would love to see Rocky Balboa Yeah, to go with Big Boa. Whether it's, if I had my choice, it would be an O-ring two-pack. That's what I'd really like to see because that's what he was originally supposed to be. But if they want to do him in classified, let's do it in classified. However, you can get it done. If Stallone is is game, which you know NECA has done Stallone's likeness for Rambo for Rocky, like it's it's he's not one of those guys that's like, no, you're not making figures of me. Like you, it can be done, and I'd love to see it. And I think Emily mentioned uh, a few months ago that celebrity Joes were a thing they were looking at. I don't know if she even said it that strongly. But I remember it being kind of dropped a little bit as a thing. Uh, let's check in with our chat. Let's see who else we've got here right now. Uh, let me zip down to where we were. Uh, Craig Dukas, the Valkyries were mostly Tomcats anyways, right? That's like, that's an easy conversion. Yeah. Uh, Casey Wheeler, I would want a hardball. I don't even know if hardball is hardball even really that deep a cut, though. No, not really. I mean, he was a regular release from 88. So, yeah, I, th- I think yeah. hardball is a, a pretty decent likelihood of happening as long as the line keeps going. Yeah. Uh, William 79, Josh, I'd like to see Quinn. I would love to see Quinn, but do you want winter gear Quinn or safari gear Quinn? I want safari gear, like short khaki shirt. Yeah. Like, that's the one I want. But I want him to be like as wide as he is tall. I want a big, <laughs> thick, you know, guy. He's almost like a deluxe figure. Yeah. Be- because he's going to be a bigger figure than most other Joes. Well, and he's going to come with a massive, he's got to come with like a chain gun and yeah. all kinds of different, uh, uh, like he's, that. that's a deluxe figure for sure. Quinn would be great. Uh, Cornelius or Fred Braca, I want to see Iron Claw and Shooter. 100% Shooter. Yes, that would be great. Um, maybe a headhunter, Cobra Commander mm. in both forms from Dragonfire. I <laughs> am all about any kind of snake person command, and I know people hate it, but think about how cool the figure would look. Any of the like snake person Cobra Commanders, I'm down for. Do a multi pack. Do like uh, way back when Hasbro released these Star Wars Evolutions packs of like mm-hmm. Anakin at different stages and different clone troopers so do like the evolution of cobra commander or the devolution of cobra commander (laughs) that would be an awesome box set i'd be up for that that would be a great comic-con set uh there's a battle damaged iron claw and there you go and i think you could probably accomplish that with some swap out pieces or something I'd, i'd be interested to see how that could be executed uh chad j shong there was a character named dr link talbot yes there was and, <laughs> and he, he was, was a veterinarian, veterinarian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh let's see craig dukas start by getting product on shelves hasbro stated bad q4 and we had old junk on target and walmart pegs for most of that yeah that's a fact and that's distribution i, I told somebody the other day i was talking about uh you know the availability of this line and and i do have to wonder is hasbro looking at this as mostly an online line because most of my purchases have been online there's a huge portion of classified releases that i've never even seen in store 
at all. So I wonder as we're moving into kind of a different era of collecting, if Hasbro almost doesn't care as much about brick and mortar, like if stuff gets there again, I mean, they have to care a little bit about it, but I don't, I don't know. I, you had a theory about like your target holding on to some stuff because of like, you know, the storage units or whatever you were talking about. Right. And, right. And I noticed, you know, usually right after Christmas, at least down here, it's like stores don't restock until like, you know, February, right. March, it's a ghost town. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and I noticed after Christmas, all of a sudden new stuff, that's when I started seeing the, joe classified stuff but i also well, everything, was seeing a lot of joe. older NECA not just stuff joe. as well all kinds of new stuff dropping yeah. uh wwe no aew and i'm kind of wondering what's going on with that line uh but tons and tons of new product just pouring into stores right now and like you said usually after the holidays it's dead it's like that, traditionally at brick and mortar, you have the holidays, you have all the new stuff that hits like right around after school and you kind of get product refreshes a couple of times between then and Christmas. And then after Christmas, you go in and get the big clearance where you buy all the stuff that you didn't want to pay full price for. And then it's just dead until like March because yeah. inventory stores do their inventories and they don't want that product. But this well, year, you're right. Totally different story. All the shelves have been actually more bare than usual that I've gone into lately. Really? For the first couple weeks of January, and then the product started filling up. So it was still it was still threadbare, and actually probably more than it usually is for the last week of December and the first couple weeks of January. But um, but yeah, I've, I've noticed a lot more stuff. I walked into a Target, and they had more G.I. Joe in one location than I have seen since I was at a convention. Yeah, uh, yeah, day. yeah. Yeah, that's I've seen uh, the Spirit Storm Shadow Wave, all the Tiger Force and Python Patrol, the the new Snake Eyes Timber Set, uh, Duke with the Tiger Cycle. Mm -hmm. They couldn't even give a new name to. Uh, yeah, ton comparatively tons of Joe um, Super Seven stuff still seems to be reaction figures still seem to be moving along. Like, yeah, you see the exclusives kind of just sitting there, but the the stock seems to be cycling on those yeah um it's it's hitting now i'm curious to see how long it maintains uh if this is the stuff that's been sitting there waiting to go out forever or if they're actually actively filling those pegs uh let's see kevin riddle uh, we're gonna put that we're gonna put that uh suggestion aside <laughs> <laughs> oh i haven't even gotten oh <laughs> uh is the fridge a deep cut i don't know that the fridge is a deep cut but i do think the fridge is an unlikely cut as much as we we've talked about it i'd love to see fridge in classified that would be awesome and i don't even care about football but he's he's just was a cool joe figure who's different and interesting I, I just hope you make him a little bit bigger than the original figure yeah yes yeah well the whole thing no, with the fridge was he was he was in like he was an enormous guy. Yeah, I realized Sergeant Slaughter was also a little bigger than his action figure would have you believe. But like the fridge is 
character and persona was based on the fact that he was this big it, he was a refrigerator well he needs to be wide he yes, doesn't he need to be to tall be because i don't i don't think he was even six feet but he definitely needs to be like thick yeah uh fred Braca, do you guys think lj and bomb strike should have the different joe logos on their cap and shirts for example the next lady j release should have the joe eagle on her cap i and and actually uh we we always put over his tank as, as a great place to talk about Joe, to see ideas about Joe, his tank.com. If, if you're not on there, you should be. Um, and Fred's brought this up before that the Joe Eagle from the 2009 movie is actually something that should have come around a lot earlier than it did. Because while we love the, the stripes GI Joe logo, the Eagle actually makes a lot of sense as just a, a general designation for Joe uniforms and stuff. Uh, I would love to see that brought back and, and executed. And it it's something that could very easily maybe replace certain elements. For instance, if you wanted to do cross country, put that Eagle on his belt buckle, easy fix. Um, I, I think that should be brought back and I would love to see it again. It's, it's a great, uh, logo that makes sense it looks good it's easily identifiable and it's not really too similar to anything else out there in pop culture yeah uh yeah mind mangler i'm <laughs> I'm into it let's do it uh thor golden Just, cub fatal as long fluffies. as i don't ever yes. have to watch the episode again i'm fine <laughs> uh definitely want fatal fluffies in any form we can get uh Jeff Butler, first time to watch, listen to the live stream after being a fan on Instagram. Love the show, guys. And yes, to a classified Quinn. Thank you. I'm glad you could be here. Thanks for joining us. We are here every other Monday. Uh, audio episodes every Friday. Uh, Toy Reclaimer, I need Shockwave and a Tiger Force. Uh, let's see. With uh, Back to Fred Brocka. I'm in New York City with the exception of Zorana. I've seen every figure in the wave at Target. Oh, yeah. I Okay, uh, wait. No, I haven't seen any of that wave yet. Mm -hmm, what is this? Mm -hmm. uh, Zorana, Dusty, Crimson Guard? Right? That's the yeah, wave? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. I haven't seen any of those around here. But we're uh, Atlanta is the rear end of distribution. We get stuff, I have noticed, six weeks to two months after the West Coast and the Northeast a lot of times. But then you'll hear other people talk about the Northeast and be like, oh, I never see anything out here. So it's it's all weirdly regional, and I, I don't and know how stuff is. Florida is a year after Atlanta gets it, so. right? Florida is just now getting Jason the Wheeled Warriors, right? <laughs> uh, Thor Golden Cub Ghost Town in Georgia usually, but a lot of online stuff was coming into stores. Uh, online exclusives showing up at Walmart. Uh, William seventy nine. Josh, is it too much to ask for a knowing is half the battle set with a bunch of random kids doing stupid stuff for your shows? <laughs> I mean, that sounds that sounds like a Super Seven thing. Super Seven, get that on is, this. Yeah, well, but I mean, Super Seven did the the mutt and the roadblock. Right, yeah. well, you're right. We need some like adventure people style kids to go with. Yes, a hundred percent. All right, we got to keep moving on. I told you we had a lot of these. Um, and if we spend 20 minutes talking about each sound off, we're going to be here all night. Uh, Shop Slick Alicious, which, by the way, shout out to Shop Slick Alicious. We're doing a little work with them right now. You're going to see results soon. Uh, go check out on Etsy, Shop Slick Alicious. 
With classified waves being expanded from three to now four figures, although is it four or is it five? It's four to five. Four or five. Because I think it's, is it four it, it with was, like a repaint or something? Yeah. The, well, I they said that track. it was four and now the waves are going to be five. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Uh, renewed interest in pushing owned IPs. Do you get the feeling that we might have a larger Joe resurgence on the way? The current success can't be ignored. Yes, I do think a larger Joe resurgence is on the way. My, You know me uh, and my optimism, seeing Joe's on the pegs now, seeing uh, every target I go to uh, has not only their exclusives, but regular stuff in stock. Walmart finally has their exclusives in stock, although I have yet to see any regular uh replenishment there well no that's not true because i saw snake eyes and timber uh and Crockmaster. although that was you know he's been out for a while uh i am hopeful that this is a sign that 2023 is going to be a big year but i'm always hopeful so i don't know how seriously you can take my opinion and somehow regular series lady j and all of the movie figures keep showing up at these stores too still there clearance that stuff out what is happening they're they're showing up new like i'll see yeah. a store that has no stock and then i'll come back a week later and they have new stock of those lines oh, really like, why oh yeah that's terrible <laughs> we, we gotta we gotta get rid of those that's bad news that's just taking up space that other things could occupy so uh, speaking of things that everybody listening or watching needs to check out, KB Jodographs. Go on Instagram right now and follow KB Jodographs. Amazing stuff. Uh, I'd like to hear a discussion on what should happen in the live action movies moving forward. Obviously, it's a complete reboot, but what characters would you start with? Should it be based off of Hama's Marvel run or even a crossover universe with, say, Transformers and Mask? retroverse well um, that was supposed to happen uh right that that was the plan they were going to do the big idw comics crossovers that it was going to be a shared cinematic universe um and it's a terrible idea well the thing was they were going to do it without transformers because transformers was already an established property at the movies and i was like you can't do that because if you're going to throw in like rom space knight and visionaries and, and like a couple of lines that they were proposing for that you can't do it without having transformers in there because that's kind of got that that gives you enough of that all right now we're going off to other worlds um level of uh of reality there mask works just fine with the gi joe crossover mm-hmm. um but i think if you're you got to get transformers in there if you're going to do those other things but i th- this is a bigger conversation for a different podcast yeah. i am absolutely against the idea of shared universes off the bat um give us a good gi joe movie that's that's what we need first and foremost without thinking okay how can we tie this into everything else um i thought about this one a lot today and uh, what i would like to see what i think could possibly go over is something along the lines of like renegades give us a small band of Joes. I really didn't think, I mean, I know who I as fan service want to see in there. I mean, it's just my favorites, Um, but give us a team of like four or five Joes that it's very mission impossible style that, that Joe's been disbanded. These guys know that something, you know, that, that Cobra's back 
and they are working behind the scenes, going around the world to all these different locations to thwart Cobra's plan and also bring it, you know, it out to the light that that Cobra is back and the movie can end with G.I. Joe being reinstated. Um, But I think by concentrating on a much smaller cast, you can get us to actually care about these characters. There was an article, and I do see that there was a notice from Fred Rocca that said that a Joe resurgence will involve successful Joe media. There was an article that was getting shared this past week about Hasbro execs just essentially killing renegades because they had too many other pieces of media out there at the time. Mm -hmm. They were going to focus on the movies and how, and I said, I, as somebody who loves renegades, I think that's completely short-sighted for them to do that. And I would love to see more storytelling like that. And yeah, we just, we need some good media, whether, whether it be some live action movies, but you know what, let's not even worry about that. Let's get a good cartoon on the air. When it's, you know, one that's for children, but can still be watched by adults. Well, I think is the best most, way to do that. Most things are like that now. Like very few cartoons now are written in a juvenile manner. Most of them are uh, enjoyable on several levels. So I think if they got the right creative team on an animated series, it, it could be great. It's just a matter of having somebody who's inspired, who, having somebody who is, and, and not necessarily the biggest G.I. Joe expert in the world, but somebody who has investment in the brand and is interested in telling great stories with a G.I. Joe flavor. And and uh, I, I, I threw this out before. I don't think G.I. Joe is made for the movie theater. I think G.I. Joe is made for sequential storytelling. Uh, like an Amazon series, which has been thrown about. I, I think that Lady J series is probably dead in the water. It's dead. Yeah. But if you guys remember, I presented months ago an idea about why not do a series of shows to establish the universe, uh, do a six to eight episode miniseries about Zartan creating the Dreadnoughts, do a six to eight episode miniseries about the Baroness being a spoiled rich idealist who ends up becoming a terrorist do a mini series you know do a mini series about destro james mccullen becoming the head of his clan and the biggest weapons distributor in the world and then tie those things together and yeah i know that's the old avengers type formula but there's a reason people like it it's because it works yeah so you know find the right tone for these things and i i don't you know me i don't want grim and gritty gi joe necessarily i think it needs to have a certain amount of lightness to it uh but if you look at sons of anarchy it did have a levity to it it did have a lightness there but it also got dead serious at times i i think i think there's room to take gi joe very seriously but also present it as fun uh but again, you know, maybe an animated series really is the best way to go. But I also think it could work as as sort of prestige event miniseries. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there there are a lot of options. The key thing is, like I said, you have to have somebody running it, running the media side that believes in GI Joe and has a vision. Yeah. That is the key, and that's the problem that we've had forever. Well, and it's not just GI Joe; it's all of these other big 
universe projects that they've tried to do you not everybody's kevin feige and that's obvious nobody (laughs) but kevin feige is kevin feige (laughs) right (laughs) we're about to find out if james gunn and peter uh whatever his last name is you know can can compete and i think if anybody can james gunn can because he's everything he's done is in my opinion like some of the best stuff ever made uh but anyway that's neither here nor there as far as gi joe goes we need good media but we need somebody to lead it uh all right griddle games which I griddle gains. I have to tell you, every time I see your name, I'm just picturing a guy who somehow has formulated a pancake recipe that just makes them jacked. Like, dude, just sitting there eating up pancakes, but just getting huge and bulked up. That's that's what that is. Uh, I would like to hear a discussion on what accessories you guys think will come with the recently announced Joe Troop Builder and thoughts on Agent Helix joining the classified line before some of the OG Joes. Uh, looking forward to the show tonight. Well, I, I, I hope you're here. I don't know if you've got a different YouTube name, but uh, even if not, the audio version of this will be available this Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we talked a little bit about this already, actually. Uh like I said, I'd love to see a jump jet pack. What are, are there any smaller land based? Like I'm thinking of like the backpacks. Yeah. Like the little wind up backpacks. <laughs> Could we do like what was the the thing that like had the giant guns right beside the figure's ears? Oh yeah, like the wind up sets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little Could, helicopter like, we, one. Yeah. Could we throw some stuff like well, imagine Imagine the reaction from the G.I. Joe fan base if rather than a jump jet pack, we get that little helicopter backpack. (laughs) I don't think people would be super pleased, but I would love the mountain climbing rig that came with the lines and it didn't it do this weird like like that it would climb up the lines with these Mm -hmm. weird little feet things. Give us some weird stuff like that. I'm into that. Uh, let's see. Oh, and Agent Helix, I, I think it's fantastic. I think in order, and I know there's endless debate on this, but to me, you cannot put all of the heavy hitters, all of the favorites out all at the same time. You've got to stagger those out. So you need figures like Agent Helix uh, thrown in there that, as I've said before, I don't care who they make. I want cool toys. And Agent Helix is going to be a cool toy. That mm-hmm. original figure, I, I've she's on the shelf behind me up there. And I actually thought it was really cool at the time that she, because she was a Toys R Us exclusive, and they also released a Toys R Us exclusive barbecue in similar colors. It was almost like there was this weird, like, gray and yellow color scheme set of those two. And I think there was one other figure that was a Toys R Us exclusive that had like kind of a similar color scheme, but whatever the case, Agent Helix has a great design. I don't care what you think about the character or, or or how new it is or how unusual it is. Like it's going to be a great figure. So give it to me. I think that it's, I think it's smart too, to, because there are some people who didn't like who, who weren't into the real American hero stuff. And maybe they started picking up the comics in the two thousands. So they may have more of an attachment to Agent Helix than they would, bazooka so 
you know, you're going to have, you're going to have those fans as well. So giving everybody something uh, throughout the, the run of the line, I think is a great idea. Well, and that's the other thing is it's not like she's a new character. She is 14 years old yeah. at this point. <laughs> like that's, uh, you know, that's history. That's she's been around for a minute and she played a significant role in the IDW comics uh, that for a lot of people, that's their baseline because whether we, you know, whether anybody likes it or not, the 2009, 2009 was the biggest year in the history of GI Joe period. That's a fact. Uh, as far as media, as far as toys, as far as comics, everything, it was a huge year. And if you go look at his tank, I joined in 2009, tons of other people joined in 2009 or later. So that year got a lot of eyes on the brand. So the IDW comics from the time and some of the characters from the time, like there are people who like, oh, I really like that time period of G.I. Joe. It's just we and it is vital that we cater to every facet of the fan base in some way. I've talked about it before. Figure photographers, the fact that Hasbro makes so many things that are centered around you may figure photography like that's important. Another one. Mint and box collectors. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me, but they are a critical part of the success of any toy line. So we, you can't just think about me, 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 and what I want. You've got to think about having a broad base and appealing to lots of different sectors of fandom and of collectors. The, the, co- the collector sectors must be catered to. <laughs> well, anecdotally, uh, as a member of a costuming contest, there are a lot of people who are maybe joined because they have had friends or they had uh, significant others who were into G.I. Joe is when they were younger and they didn't grow up with it. Um, and uh, there's, I would say, four or five women that are in our costuming club that I could tell you that Agent Helix is probably like one of their top two or three favorite characters ever. They've done costumes of her. Um, they got into G.I. Joe around the time that, you know, she was coming into being a, a well-established character. So there's there's fans out there. All right. So we've gotten uh, every, we've got tons of people watching us tonight. And I really yeah, like you guys. Thank you so much for showing up. That is awesome. I'm trying to keep up with the chat, but you guys are like into it, which is great. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to roll up here. Daniel Rodriguez, dreadnought spy and espionage, like chuckles. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, we know we're getting a chuckles and we're very curious as how they're going to adapt him. Uh, this line is missing Joe media and need it bad. A hundred percent. I, because the original Joe media was the file cards and that, you know, for us, for people, our age, that's what hooked us in was those stories that Larry Hama wrote, uh, and then followed by the comics. And of course the cartoon, uh, but yeah, we need something, but the problem is this generation it's, it's like video games, like that's it. So we got to get on that front as well. Uh, mission impossible is the blueprint. Uh, I think the Mission Impossible idea works as a series, which I think is the way Joe live action will work better. Uh, William 79 Josh, yes, a good classic style cartoon. Fred Braca, modernize the ninja by making the Arashikage a private intelligence company, have a bunch of small events that lead to a big event. Uh, I like that idea. That's actually, mm-hmm. 
Uh, definitely. I, I, I can see because look, anytime, this is why the snake eyes movie was made because people like ninjas. Yeah. Like, and I thought it, they handled the Arashikage really well in that, as far yes. as having them be like this modern, uh, entity. Even For the here, one weird Joe fan who doesn't like ninjas, know that I agree with you 100%. <laughs> well, I'm not any, even a big ninja fan, but I really liked what they did with them, with like well, having that like secret technology room. Well, and, mm-hmm. and any, even the dumbest network executive is when you pitch to them ninja, they're going to be like, oh, wait, did you see ninja? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. It's easy. Uh, let's see. Joe project isn't hard, especially since GI Joe lends itself to so many different, uh, film genres. A hundred percent. If, if you were going to go with what I was saying and having different miniseries that lead to something, each one would have a different flavor, a different tone, a different style. Uh, let's see. Anthology series. Thumbs up from Jeff Butler. Uh, wacky time travel rump that splinters the timeline into a Joe multiverse, a Joe verse or not. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's not ask too much from the general public uh, to start with, uh, whatever the Joe media is going to be. Uh, this is from Fred Braca. Uh, Lorenzo de Bonaventura needs to be removed from the project. hundred percent. He does not get GI Joe. He's, he is, uh, the clueless, uh, movie executive. I was just mentioning, uh rush kage private intelligence concept another vote for that i'm here not going to lie my son made my instagram <laughs> kevin riddle nothing wrong with that uh some of us are just not made for technology and and the fact that we're sitting here streaming live to you guys is a miracle and i uh, the the Years ago, I hosted a thing called the Needless Things Podcast, and we would not be doing this live stream right now if my son had not helped me with the first few live streams we did with Needless Things. So I get it. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, Craig Duke is very fortunate to have such a wealth of characters from so many great sources, and that is 100% true, Mm -hmm. and such a wealth of characters that represent so many different things. Uh, All right, we got to move on. Sergeant Action, fantastic handle there. Hasbro is tapping into the video game and app worlds with new licensing agreements. What products other than toys and clothes would you like to see the G.I. Joe brand on? Hmm. I mean, we've seen sneaker. I I realize this is clothes. I don't know what is there. What is there other than so, toys? Yeah. What what I kept going back to, and I understand this. These products do exist. I would the, like. I would in, like a GI Joe whiskey. Okay. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go, go no, GI Joe. There's always room for whiskey. Um, <laughs> but no, I I honestly would like to see Hasbro put out a line of. G.I. Joe art books and um, like uh, yeah. archives, stuff like that. Again, I know that these products do exist in Kickstarter and whatnot, but an official from Hasbro, uh, I, I, I see, you know, the, the Motu ones that Dark Horse puts out, and I'm like, I would really like something official. Well, I, here's the thing is we're getting them from, from Carson from three shows and i don't know that hasbro would ever release anything as nice as what this is going to be 
and I'm with you though. It's very frustrating to see all of those masters of the universe books, which by the way, I've got upstairs on the shelf and they're incredible. Dark horse put out all those great resources, collections of the mini comics, uh, the pixel Dan did the big encyclopedic rundown of the toys, like Mm -hmm. so many incredible books and GI Joe really doesn't have a widely released resource like that. Uh, But hopefully the art of GI Joe uh, that is on the way will get, you know, obviously the Kickstarter is done and we all made our orders, but hopefully it will get a little more recognition and a wider release. But yes, I would love to see official stuff because I'd buy that as well. Uh, There, there is so much to be mined from the history of GI Joe and monetized and it's a shame that Hasbro doesn't seem to recognize that. Right. And the only other thing I have is bring back the G.I. Joe Battlestar cereal. Yes. Sure, I'd buy a box of that. I don't need a whole lot of cereal, but I mean, I'd want to have I a don't either, box but every Halloween, I, I buy boxes of the Monster cereal. So give me a G.I. Joe cereal and it's take my money. I mean, what else What else could yeah. there even be? Really? And that's what I was trying to think of, like, toy lines that are really big in pop culture and what they've done. And I can't think of anything that really that, like, they do with Transformers that they're not already doing with G.I. Joe to a certain extent. Uh, I'd like, oh, J.J. Uh, Holdershed, I'd like a, as, pardon me for butchering your name, I'd like a new series of Joe novels. And you know what? That's a great call. Well, and they do have the young adult novels. Yeah, they've got the young adult novels, but I would love, because for years, when I was a kid, I'd go into Walden books and you've got rows of Doctor Who, Robotech, uh, like all of these licensed books that were, you know, let's not lie to ourselves, all basically written at the level of young adult, but available there as, you know, real novels. Where's that? Like, why aren't we getting there? I I know for a fact there are authors out there who would love uh, a close personal friend, award-winning Bobby Nash would write a G.I. Joe book in a sec. He'd write a dozen G.I. Joe books in a second. Like, where's that? Like, how, how big of a risk is that really for Hasbro to just throw a little bit of money at a publishing, you know, uh, beyond the young adult stuff? Like, let some invested authors get into this stuff and put out some cool books. Look, the pre we've talked about it before on the show. Uh, the prequel novel to rise of Cobra was great. Mm-hmm. It was really good. It, just give us some stuff like that. I would, I would love that. Well, and IDW uh, did a lot of stuff because they published like the field manuals, which had a lot of the art from the original Sunbow series, the, the character designs, things like that. So, I think having a partnership with another comic company that yeah was as proactive as IDW was about getting some product out there that wasn't just because IDW did like the little children's books too. They did a lot of stuff beyond their main comic lines. I think that got GI Joe out in the mainstream, but it was also most of that was before GI Joe had its resurgence with classified mm-hmm. and everything a couple of years ago. All right. Well, as always, we're going a little late. Tonight, I'll go ahead and say it, we're going we're going later than late because I want to finish up our sound offs uh, and we've got to get to Joe and tell. So you guys, if, if you guys watching 
are willing to stick with us, we're going to keep going. We're, we're, we're in it to win it. We're going to do this. Um, Mandalorian Jedi, since we all know that G.I. Joe is the world's most elite fighting force and not Kurt Russell and a bunch of airmen, what seven-man team would you select to step through the Stargate 1994 with Dr. Daniel Jackson for the very first time with no idea what they will encounter on the other side? (laughs) This is a great question. This is the kind of stuff I love because... (laughs) If you go way back in the archives of Audible Interlude, we have talked a lot about putting a G.I. Joe skin on existing media. Stargate is a perfect example, and not only because the Awe Striker was released as part of the Stargate toy line, which, by the way, that's my first pick, is Crankcase has got to go through, because if you're sending the Awe Striker <laughs> through, Crankcase has to go with it. And then I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take a second pick as well. Uh, you said not Kurt Russell. I would argue, oh, but wait, sir, it is Kurt Russell because Ricondo, the newest version of which looks like Kurt Russell <laughs> from Tombstone. So those my I'm gonna pick two crankcase and Ricondo going through the Stargate. Is that all you picked, or did you put a team? No, no, together? I prefer I'm gonna go two. You guys throw oh. two out. Okay. We're not okay. each going to do seven because we're not going to go till midnight tonight. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I have no choice. Then I have to go with my deep cuts. So, of which if you hadn't, I would be so disappointed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so thinking that we're going into the unknown here, uh, my first two picks then um, are going to be Charbroil and Dodger. Well, of course they are. Because <laughs> I need, because if it's Stargate, you need a Battle Force 2000. And Dodger's about the only one that looks semi-respectable. And Charbroil, if I'm going to an alien planet, because I was thinking barbecue, but I want my flamethrower guy to look intimidating if there are bad guys on the other side. And so with his helmet and the backpack, and his his ability, you know, working in the mines and all of that. Like, I feel like um, he's used to some intense conditions. So, there we go. That's solid. Well, I'll take it, and I'm and I'm not disappointed at all in your picks. <laughs> like this, well, those were those were the most Christiany of Christian picks. Well, you did sort of steal something that I was going to say. Um, I I'm going to go with. Uh, so first of all, you've got your Kurt Russell uh, avatar in there. So I'm going to get my James Spader avatar in there. And I think Short Fuse could be played by James Spader. So, um, well, I think we've got Dr. Daniel Jackson is going in. So, but I think we'll allow a double Spader. Okay. We'll get, yeah, double Spaders. You know, we got double, double flashes out there. <laughs> we can flash. do double Spaders. And, and I <laughs> think Short Fuse, I think that's inspired casting, by the way, because if you look at Short uh, not Short Fuse, um, Oh, wait. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. What were you thinking? Well, and well, so for my other one, I was going to say, I'll just fill out my seven and we can just spit, send all six Battle Force 2000s in there because if they don't come back, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> Nobody cares. 
<laughs> I think you're right. I think Battle Force 2000 is actually the correct answer to this question. That was the first thing that popped into my mind when I saw this earlier today. It was like Battle Force 2000 and somebody else. Well, and it, honestly, it kind of meant, well, it would be Battle Force 2000. And who is the most expendable, like, leader type? I mean, Falcon. <laughs> they would send Falcon in wow. with Battle Force 2000. Because they're they're a contained squad, but uh, you know what? Scrap that. I like our original picks. I, I dig what we've gone with. <laughs> so we've got crankcase, Ricondo, char charbroil, Dodger, short fuse, short fuse, as James Spader and the rest of Battle Force Two Thousand. And and the, and well, you can't. You've got to. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to throw in. Because this is in my head for whatever reason when you said cast as James Spader, I thought psych out. Yeah, I can see psych out. You know what? That's that's probably a better pick anyway, because he's all sci-fi. And and if you look at well, sci-fi and psych out both yeah. would be great picks. But if you look at psych out's uh characterization in the comics, I can hundred percent see Spader playing him. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're just gonna do a triple spader. <laughs> uh all, all right spader all the time what a question yeah anytime you guys like i said go to audible interlude podcast on instagram look for the sound off uh on every other monday any kind of question like that which gi joe would be appropriate for stargate or hellraiser or whatever throw that kind of question at us we'll we'll love that every single time uh gi joe guy Iron Grenadiers, I hate that this amazing subgroup is never mentioned anywhere. Love the show. Thank you. We love you too. Uh, yeah, Iron Grenadiers are pretty. It was, it was after my time, but I love the group because I've always loved Destro as an independent operator. In my Joe headcanon, that's what he is. Uh, I have no doubt in my mind they're they're going to get to it. Yeah, but like it's inevitable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like gold, proper gold-headed Destro with the despoiler is is a lock at some point. Iron Grenadiers were almost enough to keep me into G.I. Joe really? after I'd gotten out of it. Yeah, because I love Destro so much, and I'd go into the toy store, and I'd see that there was a new Destro, and he had his own faction and minions, and it, like... I was like, I'm tempted to spend three dollars and seventy nine cents on this figure, but I just couldn't do it because I was, you know, I was I was thirteen at that point. I was too old to play with GI Joes. <laughs> uh, back to the chat, Action J. What's up, guys? What's up, Action J? We're just hanging out, having some beverages. Uh, Jeff Butler, Lightfoot, and his bot might go in there. That's a good call. That's actually a really he good was call. he was on my big list, and he got bumped out by a couple of other people. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, yeah. Decepticonicus. That's a heck of a handle. Rock and roll and roadblock in Star Brigade gear. Oh, man. We didn't even think of Star That was my roadblock <laughs> I didn't get to get to. Oh, man. This this might warrant further discussion at some point. Uh, the Son of Duke. Do you think Hasbro will do Night Force versions of characters? Well, we already know Night Force is on their radar because we've just gotten, well, some of us have just gotten Night Force Ripcord uh, as part of the Sky Striker set. We we know it's on their radar. Uh, we've talked before about the possibility of once they wrap up Tiger Force and Python Patrol, Night Force could be kind of the next thing. What if what if they decide Night Force? Well, 
I know we don't want Iron Grenadiers as a retailer exclusive, but what else? What else could it be? I was because I was thinking Night Force versus Iron Grenadiers, but we want those in mainline. We don't want them as Target exclusive. So maybe hey, uh, Iron, Iron Grenadiers. You know who they? You know who they were supposed to do battle with in the original toy line? Battle Force Two Thousand. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> Oof, that's a tough boy. One. They're being uh, brought yes. up way too many times tonight. Look, any. Anything that Hasbro can repaint will be repainted. So Night Force is inevitable. It's just yeah. a matter of when. Well, we've got, you know, we've got Flint, we've got Outback, we've got Falcon. Um, well, and Tunnel Rat Tunnel has Rat's been on his way. So uh, who knows? Maybe Lady we'll J. get a sneak peek and a psych out coming up soon. I don't know if Lady J was an original Night Force, but I know in the 2000s they released a Night Force Lady J. They so should they just repaint her in every if they're gonna, way. Yeah, yeah, maybe we don't need any more Lady <laughs> J's. Strike, cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Uh, Rocket Bunny Hatch. I'd like to know when HasLab Hasbro is releasing a new flag so I don't have to find an old one. I'm right there with you, buddy. Go ahead, Just give me a new flag so I, because I, I have to have a flag, but... Uh, yeah, I'd I'd rather just go ahead and back a Haslab than uh, hunt down. I don't down know where I'd put it, but I'd have to have it. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the last one that got in before we started recording, and and if you got in after we checked, we'll get to you next week. Uh, but final one, silent interlude. Uh, and again, follow all these guys on Instagram. They're all these are all great Joe accounts that everybody should be checking out. Uh, silent interlude more o-rings more retrovert retroverse more retroverse crossovers mask would be awesome even if it was just the figures but i want anything o-ring well as i mentioned a couple of weeks ago if they can make transformers joe vehicles mask vehicles are even easier yep. so i want the retroverse to be a thing so bad i can taste it the only I thing that's really not do. easier about them is that with the with the uh, Transformers Joe vehicles, you already have the base Joe vehicle to base that that mold off of. So with uh, well, but it's a scan. Like it's it's they're literally just scanning the original vehicle and adapting it. It would be no different to do it with a mask toy, except except that it's it a would... lot larger. Well, you're familiar with the toy making process and two ops, right? <laughs> like that's just how toys work. Yeah. And it would be literally a matter of scanning the original mask toy and making it, you know, 118 scale. I, it would be, I think a much easier process than transformers okay. crossovers. Uh, I want it. I want it bad, I but want, yeah, want it too. We, I still, and again, going back to my, you know, relentless optimism, I still think we're going to get more O-rings. I think we're going to get O-ring news. I don't think there's any way that they did this big hoopla over the Sky Striker and they're just abandoning it now that everybody's getting it. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. Well, that wraps up our sound off segment. We we have ejected like nine other segments that we had in our notes, <laughs> and it is time now for Joe and Tell, uh, named by the awesome Craig Dukas. Christian, you want to go first this week? Yes. Um. So last week, 
uh, was my birthday and happy um, birthday. I yeah, feel like a complete yeah. jerk for not um, knowing no, that. not at all. Um, so Thor golden cub sent me a GI Joe care package and I wanted to show off why I, I haven't posted any pictures cause I wanted to show it here at uh, Joe and tell first, but uh, he 3d printed me a, oh. a, Wow. Serpentor throne room. All the other pieces are in my photography room. Uh, but do be on the lookout for some really awesome Serpentor uh, photography coming up. And, that is uh, incredible. And, wow. and congratulations, Christian, for being able to show the thing this I week know. and not fading into your background. Well, I, I, <laughs> I also for my birthday, I got a webcam that actually interacts with my green screen, the popper. Oh, nice. Way. Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah. So if you check out his eBay store, guys, um, he does really good work. That's awesome. Uh, what is the eBay store? Is it Thor golden? I Cub? think it's Thor golden cub. Okay. All right, Noel, what have you got for Joe and Tell? So uh, I, as as you, I mentioned, or we get gets mentioned at the end of each episode at least, of course, I'm a member of the finest, a G.I. Joe costume club. Um, my favorite thing about doing costumes is I, I don't sew. I let, most, I let my wife handle most of that stuff, but I love building props. And some of you may have seen this if you've seen any pictures ah, that have been posted um, these get posted on the finest uh, page sometimes if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Um, but my, one of my favorite things I got to design was, so I did an airtight costume oh. a few years back. And I was like, well, you can't do air, airtight without this full backpack. And now that we have a visual uh, uh, Joe and tell, it's like, what a perfect time to, to do this. So I made this, actually, this is all... Uh, EVA foam, and that's how I that's how I did the, the base of it. Um, EVA foam is fantastic, and because usually if you buy EVA foam just as the as the workout mats, they right this, right like, kind of texture on one side. And I was like, well, that's perfect for this part of it. Um, so this actually you'll notice there's a tube there. This actually connects to the front of the costume as well. I've got the two tubes up here that connect to the helmet. So oh all this gosh is all one piece. Um, this is uh these are pool noodles right here. <laughs> and uh these are actually Lego fans. And this is actually this other kibble here all comes from Lego parts as well. So um if you're if you're listening to this on audio, I'm sorry you don't get to see this cool stuff, but um we'll we'll probably work this into our Instagram post or something. Maybe you can go and, get a couple pictures up there for it. And be sure and follow the finest on Instagram because Noel's photos will pop up every so often. And I, after hearing about this costume for so long, when it showed up in their feed, I was squealing like a little kid. It flawless. It, this one was a fun one to put together. It was one that I was like, you know, no one's done this that I'm aware of in our in our club and i didn't see anybody else that was doing it so uh i everything kind of came from scratch the helmet the backpack um i'm much more proud of the backpack than i am the helmet uh, i mean that looks absolutely incredible uh oh uh real quick thor golden cub is kwong b props on etsy okay kwong b props uh 
Decepticonicus chef's kiss on the backpack. Sweet. Uh, Craig Dukas, brilliant pack. Very clean details. Yeah, that thing looks absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I now, now I'm like, well, I should have let Noel go last, <laughs> but, uh, but, but I've, I've got something that took me down a rabbit hole. Uh, so this popped up on Mercari. This is a, an aluminum trash can that if you're our age, you had one of these. It might not have been G.I. Joe. I did not own this when I was a kid. Uh, but th- there were all kinds of di- like My Little Pony, Transformers, like any pop culture stuff at the time. Back in the day, you'd walk into Richway and there would be a whole aisle. I'm I'm echoing now <laughs> from my garbage bag. Um, there would be a whole aisle of garbage cans like that and every kid had one in their room it was just this common thing so i saw it on mercari for a certain price and i was like wow that seems really expensive but then i went and looked i did you know you do your due diligence you go to ebay you look for sold listings you look around online and that gi joe garbage can this was literally the only for sale listing on the internet so i made an offer and they accepted the offer, and I have my cool G.I. Joe garbage can that I like. But what made me curious is, like, what is this company? What's the deal with these? Uh, and the, these garbage cans were produced by a company called Chen Industries. And there is a fascinating story. Uh, I'm going to put the link up uh, probably in Audible Interlude podcast stories on Instagram. Uh, but the company began in a loft in New York City in 1903 with a metal stamping operation run by Julius Chen. The company produced small tin prizes for the Cracker Jack boxes and other small toys for five and dime stores. So this started as a toy company, and they went on to create more complicated motorized mechanical toys. Uh, a lot of the 10 toys that you see from the beginning of the century or the, the beginning of the last century are by the Chen Toy Company. And uh, the link I'm going to share on Audible Interlude Podcast uh, on Instagram, it's this incredible story of the owner of the company being forced out because he wouldn't get with the times. The company has like this big surge where they're creating all of these incredible 10 toys and then there's a downfall and then by the time of the 80s they're making garbage cans like i couldn't i'm i had planned to share more of this story here but we've gone so long tonight i'm not going to uh i encourage anybody to google that c-h-e-i-n uh chin industries inc uh like i said i'm going to share a link but this story is unbelievable just it's an american story and i would watch a documentary of this company in a second but these I, oh no i was just, i think that glamour shot of the joe on the garbage can is unbelievable well, that is amazing like i wouldn't get rid of that like you no, think it'd be like a vehicle or something but that is well and it is it's, it's th- this is you know i've said before on the show I love this stuff. I love these, these odd pieces with GI Joe artwork 
Uh, and you know, the people for the company put that together. They picked the camo pattern and they found the image provided by Hasbro and put like, it's just an interesting process of licensed products like that is fascinating to me, but the story of the Chen toy company could absolutely, let's see real, real quick. Uh, it is rumored that Justin Chin died of an apoplectic fit when his horse refused to jump. All that is documented, of course, is that he was riding his horse when he was killed. Chin had a disability that may have attributed to his bad temperament. He lost one of his arms as a child in a fireworks explosion. He had been fooling around with fireworks, which went off and blew off his arm or part of it. Like, wow, there is an epic tale here. Uh, and again, just anybody that wants to Google C H E I N industries. And I got this information from licensed sports.blogspot.com, which let me just tell you licensed sports is not anything I'd ever Google, but the chin company produced, they produced, uh, the same kind of trash cans for literally every NFL team, uh, an NBA team back in the eighties. So like, if you had a Lakers trash can, if you had a Cubs or bears or whatever, like these things dominated the trash can market. <laughs> uh, so it was just really fascinating to me to see this company and how it uh, changed over the times. Uh, all right, you guys, I think we got to wrap this thing up because we've got a whole other audio episode uh, to record tonight that will be available next Friday. The audio from this live stream will be available this Friday, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, our music is by Andy Samford of electricminnowmusic.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. Noel, why don't you tell us about The Finest? Well, as I mentioned a moment ago, The Finest is an international G.I. Joe costuming club that I happen to be a member of, and we raise money for a great organization called Canines for Warriors. So if you're ever out at a convention and you see us there, uh, you want to donate some money. We love that. And also, if you ever thought about dressing up like your favorite Joe character, check out the Finest Recruitment Center on Facebook or go to thefinestcc.com for some more information about us. And Christian, where can we find that toy photography that you do so well? You can find me on Instagram and Flickr.com under Legion Cub. Well, everybody that was here in the chat tonight, thank you so much for showing up. Uh, Nolan Christian, thank you for sitting down and talking about G.I. Joe. And as always, yo, Joe. Cobra. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.